Hello and welcome back to the Everyday Superwoman podcast, the podcast for ambitious women who want to feel like the best version of themselves. I am your host, Amy, and it is my mission to help busy career women get control of their health and fitness, feel more confident in their own skin and get out of their comfort zones in order to thrive physically, personally and professionally. And on today's episode, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I just don't feel good enough. Recently, I've been really struggling with this feeling of not being good enough. I feel like I am constantly trying to be better, to do more, to look better, to have more. And sometimes that can be a positive thing. That drive to be better can be a positive thing. But other times when it becomes really overwhelming, it's crippling. And that feeling of not feeling good enough comes for the most part, from the way we constantly compare ourselves and are compared to other people. I think it was Theodore Roosevelt who said that comparison is the thief of joy, which is such an overused quote. But it's true. The thing about overused quotes is they're overused because they contain a nugget of truth. And Comparing yourself to other people does, for the most part, leave you feeling inadequate. You are always looking at how you measure up to somebody else, and you're always looking for better or for more. And when you never feel like enough, you never really feel at peace. You always feel this sense of conflict. And I talk to clients a lot about this, the feeling of comparison and of comparing yourselves to other people. And if you follow a lot of self-help gurus or social media influencers, um, or if you read any sort of self-help books, they tell you super helpfully to stop comparing yourself to other people, which makes sense on the surface, but is a little bit harder in reality. Because sometimes in life, Comparison is unavoidable. We live in a society of price comparison websites. Comparison is how we live our lives. When you interview for a job, you are, whether you like it or not, being compared to the other candidate. When you are on a dating app, you are comparing the options and you are being compared. I mean, I find this as a coach. There are thousands and thousands of online coaches out there And there are even more options when it comes to health and fitness, you know, gyms, apps, YouTube workouts. And I am sure that people compare me to other coaches and to other options. They compare my results, my service, my prices. And it is hard. It is hard. And for me, it can leave me feeling inadequate and unhappy. And I wanted to share a moment where I became really aware of this feeling of comparison. So it was it was early on in my career and it was the first time that I acutely felt that impact of being compared to other people. So I was on my graduate program with a bank and the way our program worked was you got moved around to your placements by the HR team. But there was one placement that you had to apply for that was a big deal. It was working in the exec office of one of the senior managing directors of the HR director for the business. Uh, It was a a big deal, this job. 
And I, along with most of the other people on my scheme, had decided to apply for it. And it became an even bigger deal when I was one of only two people who got through to the final round of interviews. And not being arrogant, but I smashed the interview. I was charming. I nailed all of those smart answers that you have to do. I got on really well with the hiring manager. I sold myself. I came out of that room feeling like I couldn't have done anything else to get that job. I felt like I had nailed it. And then I had that inevitable 48 hour wait to find out if I had the job or not. And the interview was on a Wednesday. And on the Friday afternoon, I was going back home to my parents for the weekend. So I remember getting on the train and checking my work BlackBerry. And I had an email from the hiring manager saying, can I give you a call? And I thought, this is it. This is my moment. That train journey was torture. All I wanted to do was call him back, but I knew that I needed to be somewhere private. So I got home, went into my dad's office and I took the call. And the hiring manager started off, thought you were brilliant. We got on really well with you. You'd be a great fit for the team. You've got some really great skills. And, you know, you were absolutely brilliant. And then there was the pause but we've decided to go for the other candidate. And I can still remember that feeling of, it was a crushing sense of failure and inadequacy. And I mean, I was quite young, I was probably 21. And I remember kind of sliding off the desk chair in my dad's office and sitting under the desk crying. I just wanted to hide and you know hide away, I was gutted. And it wasn't so much because I hadn't got the job in reality. But it was because someone had told me that the reason I hadn't got the job was because I was missing something. After the hiring manager had told me this, he listed off the things the other candidate had that I didn't have. And it was just gutting. I remember feeling embarrassed and ashamed. I thought that everyone else on my grad scheme would know that I really wasn't good enough, that the other candidate was better than me it was a really, really painful experience. And looking back at it now, I have moved on. This was a good few years ago now and then some. And I'm a very different person to who I was in that moment. But I can still remember, I can still feel that crushing blow of finding out I hadn't got it. And then the sort of extra hits that landed when I was told all the things that the other candidate had that I didn't. and. It was really, really painful. And that comparison is inevitable. It's inevitable that you will be compared to other people in your life. And it's part of human nature. It's part of the way society is structured that we always look for the best fit. And as a result, we have to compare things to figure out what the best fit is. But the thing is, we make that so much worse. Comparison is inevitable in society, but we don't have to make it worse. We do it all the time to ourselves. We look at others' lives on social media and we compare it to our own. We compare our careers, our bodies, our houses, our clothes. And the impact of that, it's a bit like a death by a thousand cuts. You have that feeling of comparison that I had in that interview, but you have it on a micro level constantly and you're constantly telling yourself subconsciously that you are not good enough again and again and again 
So yes, comparison is the thief of joy and we should try to not compare ourselves to others, but that is easier said than done. So I wanted to share a little bit of what I've been doing to try and manage this comparison syndrome. And the first thing to do is to be aware of what you're doing. The first step in changing any behavior that isn't serving you is to recognize that you are doing it. It's not about judging yourself or comparing yourself to other people, because this is a natural habit that we've built through the way our society is structured. So when you catch yourself thinking how you might compare to other people, just recognize the thoughts and acknowledge it. I've started doing this. I've started noticing that certain things were triggering me to go, oh, I'm not good enough. And before I would have either lent into that and sort of dwelled on it and let it consume me, or I'd have gone, shake it off, Amy, pull yourself together. You don't, you don't need to think like this. And neither of those was helping me because neither of them actually stopped me doing it. What has been helpful is when I find myself going, oh, I'm not good enough compared to so-and-so, it's just recognizing, huh, I'm comparing myself to other people and acknowledging the fact I'm thinking it. The next thing to try is to start to recognize your own value. You are not the product of what other people think of you. You have value in your own right, intrinsic value that isn't about how others view you. If you were the only other person left on the planet, if an apocalypse wiped out everybody else, you would still be you. Nothing about who you were would change. I mean, obviously there'd be an apocalypse which would have an impact, but your core strengths and values and behaviors would still be the same. Everything that you have to offer society would still be there if you were the last person left in society. You would still be you. So it's worth spending some time getting to know yourself. And I know that sounds really, really cheesy, but seriously, it's an important thing to do. I used to, I'm a bit of an introvert, but I used to really hate spending time quietly on my own. I used to hate being left with my own thoughts because when I was left with my own thoughts, I would dwell on things and I would ruminate and thoughts would go round and round in my head and it would be a quite distressing feeling. So I've been doing quite a lot of work over the last couple of years, just getting more comfortable with being on my own in silence, doing things like journaling. I've got really into journaling recently and I really enjoy spending a bit of time unpacking what's going on in my head and asking myself some difficult questions. But things like switching off from social media. One thing that I've been trying to do more of is going out for a walk without a podcast in, without my headphones on, just going out for a walk and being present in nature and being present with my thoughts it's a weird thing to do but the more you do it the more you start to see your value as an individual rather than your value as it compares to other people another thing that's really important to try is removing comparison where you don't need it it's bad enough that you are compared against others at work when you're dating when you go and visit your family and you're your mum starts talking about how you compare to your sister or your cousin. And it's bad enough that we do the same thing. So don't do it to yourself as well. Don't add in extra comparison where you don't need it. If you find that certain social media accounts or magazines or interactions are leaving you feeling l less than good enough, 
you are probably comparing yourself on a subconscious level to other people. So removing those things that make you feel rubbish about yourself is really important. Being totally honest, and I apologize for any of you guys that might be listening, but I've unfollowed and muted a bunch of Instagram accounts of other coaches that were just leaving me feeling inadequate. Seeing other coaches posting about all the new clients they've taken on when maybe I've had a slightly slower month was making me really down and was making me feel less than good enough. And I know I'm a great coach and I know I deliver great results for my clients. And I know that what I offer is a very unique service. But despite all that, I was finding myself comparing myself to other coaches. So I've unfollowed a bunch of accounts. I've muted a few accounts. I've taken myself out of those situations that were leaving me feeling inadequate. And I think it's important that you do the same. And then when you do get compared, remember that that comparison is an absolute. So when that hiring manager, what, seven, eight years ago, told me that they'd gone with the other candidate, he wasn't saying that there was something fundamentally wrong with me. He wasn't saying that I was absolutely bad or unintelligent or unworthy or undeserving of success. He was simply saying that right now, in that moment, the other candidate was a better fit for him and for that role. If me and that candidate were going for a job now, there would be things that would make me better for certain roles. That candidate probably isn't a great coach, but I am. We have different things about us. And just because you compare at one level in one scenario doesn't mean you will in other scenarios. I mean, for me, when a client decides to sign up with a different coach rather than me, they aren't telling me that I'm a bad coach. They're just telling me that the other coach is a better fit for them. And so likewise, if you find yourself comparing yourself to other people, remember that this is just your view of the situation. That doesn't actually mean that it's true. So if you find yourself comparing your body with that of a friend, for example, Remember that just because your friend looks a certain way, it doesn't make you any less valuable. It doesn't mean that you are any better or worse. You're just different. Just because she looks a certain way doesn't mean that you are somehow uglier or worse. You're just different. Your body is yours. Her body is hers. And you will never be each other. So accepting you're different is really important. Because comparison is the thief of joy. There's no doubt about it. But it's also the reality of life so please 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 don't make it harder on yourself if you are not feeling good enough then try and spot those things that are leading to you feeling like that and intervene and as always if you ever want to chat about any of this stuff please just reach out and that's it from me this week thank you so much for listening if you made it to the end of the episode thank you if you did enjoy the podcast, do make sure you hit the subscribe button, leave a review and share on your chosen social media platform, tagging me. It really, really helps me out. And if you want to hear more from me, you can find me on Instagram at amytyler.fit, on LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash amytyler-fit, and on my website, www.coachedbyamy.com. Speak soon.